Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to the new and improved Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. After many years of interviewing the best and brightest thought leaders around the world on my SiriusXM show, I am excited to now have those interviews available to people around the globe on this podcast. So many people would write us and say, I love what I've been hearing about your interviews with these great people. Where can I access them? I live in this country or that country, or I don't have access to that technology. How can I get the information? Well, I'm so excited now that we are able to offer the information and the interviews free on this podcast. So we want you to sit back and enjoy this message and let me know how you like them. And then do me a favor. If you like them, send a review, write a review and post it. And if you like it, hit like on here and share it and tell everybody you know about it and then subscribe to this podcast so you'll get the alerts when we post a new interview episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. I have only just a minute, 60 seconds in it. Forced upon me, can't refuse it. Didn't seek it, didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it, give account. If I abuse it, just a tiny little minute. But our eternities are wrapped up in it, and I'm grateful for this minute, this moment, this opportunity to be on with you, to talk to you today about ideas will help you do more, be more, achieve more, and to live a good life, because life is good. And you're going to understand that more as we go through this show with my guest today. But you are my guest, all of you who are listening You are my friends, you are my community, and I'm grateful for you for making this the number one show on this topic area, on this network, and on this podcast, and I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for you for sharing it with your friends, your family, your coworkers, people saying, you got to listen to this guy. He is giving some good information, and he's got the best guest in the world. So I'm grateful. You know, I start with that one minute, and then I take a moment to give God some glory, to thank him for life and strength and health. I thank him for being able to Get up this morning, another day. Every day above ground is a good day. You don't believe it? As my friend Zig Ziglar would used to say, you don't believe it? Try missing one. (laughs) So so I'm grateful for this great day, and I'm grateful for everybody. Well, I want to welcome everybody, and I hope you are enjoying uh, this beautiful day that we have, wherever you are in the world. And I say it's a beautiful day. You might be in rain or snow, or I don't know what kind of weather, but I say it's beautiful because you're still here and every day you're still here is a blessing so i am grateful for each and every day every day well i want to thank all of you for listening to me not only on this program but also on my daily one minute message on the radio one network uh 8 20 a.m 
Eastern Time, uh, 7.20 Central Time on the Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell show. You can hear the Wake Up and Win with Dr. Willie Jolly. Oh, but you say, I'm not in an area where it, it, it airs. Don't worry. If you'll go to winwithwilly.com, winwithwilly.com, you can sign up for my newsletter, and you can get it sent to you every morning, a, a video version. Uh, the audio version's on the radio, but the video version we send out every day. But it's also on Instagram. It's on YouTube, on, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. We are getting it as many places as we can to try and help as many people as we can to get through these tough times and to win. So make sure you get those video messages. And then Monday night, Happily Married Monday with the Jollies, 9 o'clock on Facebook Live, Willie.Jolly Facebook page, Willie.Jolly Facebook page, Happily Married Monday with the Jollies, me and my bride. Talk about ideas and strategies that have helped us to stay together and be together on almost 40 years, married for 35 years and haven't had an argument in 30 three years. So I don't know uh, what we did that we are, uh, are so blessed to have found each other. I can't control that. But once we got together, we learned some principles from some wise mentors that helped us to stay together. Um, and then Saturday mornings, now at uh, nine o'clock central, 10 o'clock Eastern, uh, the Jolly Good News Report. Every week I give you some good news, a half hour of good news to help lift your spirits in this time of bad news, sad news, and depressing news. Well, I am so glad to have you, and I got a special guest. I haven't had him on for a number of years, and he is just one of the great people on this planet. He's one of the great spirits on this planet. Y'all know him. He is the uh, number one leadership coach in America. He is uh, recently a new member of the Thinkers 50 Hall of Fame. He is a, a two-time Thinker 50 number one leadership thinker in the world. He's been ranked number one as the world's number one executive coach. And he has top 10 business thinkers for eight years. He is uh, chosen as an inaugural winner of the Lifetime Award for Leadership by the Harvard Institute of Coaching. He has 42, 42 books, which have sold over two and a half million copies, been translated in 32 languages, and uh, become a bestseller in 12 countries. He is a guy who I'm so grateful for, his friendship. When I was in New York City, uh, I think it was last year, his buddy Mark C. Thompson invited my wife and I up, and we spent an Spent the weekend with them and went to the theater and had a great time. And we got to stay in the Marshall Goldsmith Suite. We got to stay there. That's a, So we are very grateful. The one and only Dr. Marshall Goldsmith. Marshall, how are you, my friend? I'm just so wonderful. It's so good to hear from you. It's good to be on with you. It's good to, to have this. Well, you know, I always start with the, the, the formal introduction, but... Tell me a little more about where you came from and how you got to be a leadership coach. Where, where did this happen? How did it happen? Wh what happened? Where were you from originally? Well, I'm from Valley Station, Kentucky, a small town. Dad had a two-pump gas station back in Valley Station. Then after that, I went to a little engineering school, Rose-Hulman Institute of Technology. Got an MBA at Indiana, PhD at UCLA. I was a college professor and dean when I was very young. Then for the past 43 years, I've done three things. I travel all around the world speaking and teaching. I've been to 102 countries on the American Airlines alone. I have over 11 million frequent flyer miles. Wow. And then, um, so I, I'm 
it's been a little bit of a transition for us to not be traveling all the time. Right. Then I, as you mentioned, I coach executives. I've been the coach of the CEO Ford and Pfizer and Glaxo and the World Bank and the Mayo Clinic and Walmart and just on and on and on. And what I like about coaching is that's where I learn so much. And right now I've got a project I'm doing with 50 brilliant people every weekend. We meet seven hours a weekend. And then we meet in groups of six to ten, and then they talk about their lives and stuff. And maybe I'll talk to you about it a little bit, but it's been really interesting. We have some great people. We have uh, people like, I guess, the president of the World Bank, and uh, oh, the head of the Rockefeller Foundation, the head of the U.S. Olympic Committee. we got Pau Gasol, who's a great basketball player, Curtis Martin, who's the NFL Hall of Fame guy. Just a really interesting mix of all kinds of different people. So we meet every week, and that's that's great fun for me. And then I, uh, as you said, I write books and articles. And now I've been married a little bit longer than you. I've been married for forty six years. Wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And my wife is here, Lida. She's a clinical psychologist. My daughter Kelly. Uh, Kelly, you may have seen her before. She was on a TV show called Survivor Africa. She was on the third season of Survivor. Wow. So she, she got a graduate with honors from Duke, was on Survivor, worked in L.A. a couple of years, went back to college. She got two master's degrees and Ph.D. from Yale, and now she's a professor at Vanderbilt. Wow. And then got two little grandbabies. They're five years old. I try to spoil them as best I can. And then uh, my son is an entrepreneur, and he lives in Austin, Texas, and he's putting together a new business called Broadway Lessons, where we're taking people on Broadway who really don't have a lot of work right now and putting them on as music teachers so people get lessons online. So it's been a fun idea with my son. So life is good. Oh, life is good. And every year I get your Christmas uh, uh, greeting. Uh, It's more than just a card. I don't want to call it a card because it's more than just a card with the – with the great pictures of the family and the travels, and, and it's always so uplifting. So I want to uh, just thank you for making me part of your community and uh, being my friend. So oh, My honor. My honor. And I, I'm living here in La Jolla, California, which I'm right on the beach. And how'd you like our home in New York? Oh, man, we had a great time. What a beautiful view. What a beautiful view. It was fantastic. So we really enjoyed it thoroughly. Now, uh, uh, we we both have a dear friend in, in common who was uh, recently on this show, Alan Mulally, and oh. uh, we are we are both fans of his, and I'm great to say a friend of his. So I'll make sure to send him this interview when it's done, because uh, he's one of the true gentlemen and true great people on the planet, and I'm very grateful for him as well. I love that guy. I tell you. Uh, I was in theory supposed to be his coach. In practice, I learned about a hundred times as much from him as he learned from me. So he's just a, just as you said, is not only a great leader, probably the best leader in the world in the last twenty years. Not only a great leader, but just a great human being. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, we're going to talk about a number of things, and I really want to talk about your new project, which is uh, knowledge. Uh, philanthropy uh, and how we can get more people to be blessed by that. But before we get there, I want to deal with the elephant in the room. And that is that we are in the midst of a pandemic. We're in the midst of economic downturn, um, Mm. massive job loss, racial strife, Mm. social upheaval uh, on both coasts, all sorts of uh, 
uh, crazy weather, fires and hurricanes. And then we're in the midst of a, a, a very challenging political season. And there's a lot going on. And what I want to talk about for a few minutes is uh, you had an article in the Atlantic uh, magazine that was well received by so many people. And you talked about ways to get through the pandemic. Could you share a few of those ideas with us, please? Yeah, I'll be happy to. And, and the first thing is, I think just, well, I'm going to share some stuff I've learned from reading the Bhagavad Gita, the famous Indian poem, Indian philosophy, Hindu philosophy. And in the Bhagavad Gita, they have a story. And the story is this one guy is uh, a general, and he's talking to this chariot guy, Krishna. And the guy on the chariot is kind of his coach or teacher, and he gives him some great advice. The first advice is, Except what is. Hmm. Now, these are hard times. Yep. And I don't know if you've heard people say, well, I've been through hard times before. You know what I would say to people? No, you haven't. You haven't been through this before. That's right. Uh, I'm 71. I've not been through this before. Right. You know, this, this is hard times, right? I, you know, I live in a beautiful community, but even here, you know, 25% of the small businesses have gone under. Right. It's, it's hard. One of my good friends is a big podcast guy, David Chang. I don't know if you know David is. He's a famous chef. Uh-huh. And one of the great chefs in the world, and you know, three or four of his restaurants going under. Wow, it's hard out there. So right. the first thing I want to talk about is what I call pragmatic optimism. Mm. I think today is that you have to be realistic. You can't just say it's all going to be wonderful today because it's hard for a lot of people. And I think people want authenticity. They want you to tell the truth. Right. So that, that's that's number one. You got to you got to accept what is. I'm not saying you have to like what is, but what is is. You need to make peace with it. The second thing is. Don't fixate on what you cannot change. Mm. It is so easy in life for us to just get wrapped up in what we can't do. Then we start limiting what we can do. We just get paralyzed. So try not to, you know, get focused on what you can't do. Focus on what you can do. And then and then after that, you really focus on you got to just do your best. Do your best with where you are, and that's the optimism part of pragmatic optimism. You're an optimistic person. Yep. We got to be realistic, and at the same time, you want to be you want to be optimistic. And one of the people in our group is a man named Harry Kramer, and he had a great. He was CEO of Baxter, and he's one of the top business school teachers in the world now. And he um, he has a great saying. He said, "Somebody asked him, how do you live with yourself when sometimes you have to fire people." Hmm. You have to lay people off. And by the way, if you've got small business people listening, they can relate to what I say. Right. Hold that thought one second, Marsha. We're going to come right back. We've got to take a quick break. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. We're coming right back. So pull out your pen, your pencil, your iPad, your iPhone, because you'll want to get these informational ideas into your brain. So don't miss them. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for sure, your best is yet to come. Do 
this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered why some people can make a million dollars, lose it, make a second million, lose that, then make a third million, while other people can't even make ends meet? Well, the reason is that those people know the recipe for success. And that recipe is available to everyone if you will do what they did. They made a habit of getting positive, motivational resources of great thinkers and great learners. And I want to offer those same kind of resources to you. We've developed a free page on my website. It's wjspeaks.com slash gift. wjspeaks.com slash gift. On that site, we've got resources, books, audios to help you to grow and they're free. So go to wjspeaks.com slash gift, wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of those resources and then share that page with your friends and your family members. We want to impact and inspire millions of people. And remember, if you enjoy this message on this podcast, like it, share it and Post a review about it and make a difference in the lives of others by letting them know about it. Have a great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. This is the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show and Podcast, and I am so excited that we have as my special guest, the number one leadership coach in America, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith. Marshall, you were telling a story about some of the things that we must do, do the best with where you are, and you were telling a story, a great story about that. Yeah, telling a story about my friend Harry Kramer, who's one of the members of our project, and he was asked a question. How do you deal with the fact you've had to fire people? You've had to lay people off. You had to make really hard decisions that sometimes hurt people's lives. And, and as I was saying, I'm sure you've got some listeners who are in small businesses who are having hard times. They have to lay people off sometimes. They have to fire people because you know what? You can only do what you can do. And he, he said, I always ask myself two questions. I think these are great two questions for everybody listening. Question number one, did I do what I thought was right? Mm. Wow. Now, you, we all mess up sometimes. And Willie, as you know, you've messed up, I've messed up, yep. we've all made mistakes. All we can do, though, is what we think is right at the time. And then the second question is, did I do my best? Wow. And he said, if the answer to those two questions is, number one, yes, I did what I thought was right, and I did my best, he said, I can sleep at night. Because you know what he said? That's all I can do. That's all I can do. Wow. I love that. Uh, and that somewhat is a principle something I've said many times that A.L. Williams has a famous quote. All you can do is all you can do. That's it. And all you can do is enough. Just make sure that all you can do is absolutely all that you can do. And that goes right with that mindset. And and a lot of those principles are right out of my book, A Setback is a Set Up for a Comeback, because it is one of these things where you got to face it, trace it, erase it, Replace it. Face it. I I have a setback. This is real. Right. 
trace it? Did I learn something from it? Where did it come from? So I don't do this again. Erase right. it so that I don't beat myself up because I did it. And then replace that negative with the best positive I can find in life, which is trying to go forward with new information. Ah, man, that's good. This is good stuff. So you do your best where you are. Uh, you don't fixate on what you cannot change. And mm -hmm. then you accept what is and don't, you don't have to like it, but you can, you can have to accept it. And, you know, I, I've been very privileged. You mentioned I got ranked number one leadership thinker in the world. Well, my, my intellect compared to Peter Drucker was that of a 10-year-old boy. He's the founder of Modern Management. He was a great mentor for me. And, and you know, he's, he taught me a great lesson. He said, our mission in life is to make a positive difference, not to be wrapped up in proving how smart we are and right we are. We forget we're here on Earth to do that. We're here to make a positive difference. Right. If I don't make a positive difference, it doesn't really matter how smart I am. It doesn't matter how right I am. And so, and the other thing he said is every decision is made by the people that have the power to make the decision. Peace with that. You don't have to like them or agree with them, but sometimes you have to deal with them, and sometimes they're called customers. Right. That's and he said, you know, before you do anything, ask a question. Am I willing mm. at this time to make the investment required to make a positive difference on this topic? Am I willing at this time to make the investment required to make a positive difference on this topic? The answer is yes. Go for it. The answer is no. Take a deep breath and let it go. Wow. Wow. I love these concepts. And there's a great concept to help you through these tough times, folks. And uh, 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 that's just a powerful uh, concept that people can put their arms around. And I'm glad you shared that because I had read about that article and the fact that so many people were talking about some of the ideas that you share in that Atlantic magazine and how it had helped them. So that's what we really are here to do, help people, to inspire people, to encourage people, to uh, make their life a little better. And, and that's what we are called to do. And so I'm very grateful that I've got your influence uh, not only on their lives, but also on my life. Well, uh, you also have something that's very exciting called 360 feedback and 360 leadership that you you kind of created, you coined, you developed. Tell us a little more about that. Well, everybody I coach have a very unique coaching system. I don't get paid for my clients don't get better, and better is not judged by me or them. It's judged by everyone around them. So, you know, I'm, you get real humble and real practical when you get paid for results. And so all my clients get these 360 feedback. They get confidential feedback from all their direct reports, their coworkers, and usually they're, that's a lot. That's a whole lot. And they get feedback from 18 people, and then I, they don't know who said what, but I teach them how to listen to the feedback, process the feedback, apologize for their mistakes, talk to people about what they learned, ask for their input, and just listen and thank them, and then go back and do it over and over and do what they can. And Obviously, I get paid most of the time or I wouldn't be ranked number one coach. <laughs> That's and right. So, and one thing I tell my clients is, you know, I don't get paid because I'm a good coach. I get paid because you're a good customer. Mm. And you learn from those wonderful people around you. And what I teach people to do is learn from everyone around them. That's the 360. So, you you know, most of what they learn, I mean, if you look at Alan Mulally, I mean, one of the greatest leaders in history, he got feedback from every one of those people around him. He always tries to improve. Another guy, great leader, Hubert Jolie, CEO of Best Buy. Best Buy, as you recall, not long ago was down the drain. Right. Today, Best Buy is booming, booming. And he turned the company around. Every 
employee in that entire company uses this process. Wow. Wow. 360, being willing, though, and that's one of the things I thought was so profound and the things I've learned from Alan Mulally and other leaders who are open to say this really is a team process. And just because I'm the leader of the team, I'm open to learn from everybody on the team. And I think that's the great that's the that's the makings of a great not only a great leader, but also great productive impact. And we wanted to, we all want to make impact and we want it to be productive. And I don't have to be the only guy in the, in the room with, with an idea. You know, get in the habit of asking the question to all those people, how can I be a better? Mm. Let me give you an example. Uh, when my daughter Kelly was 11 and my son was Brian was 9, I asked my kids, how can I be a better dad? Well, the problem with asking the question is you get the answer. My daughter said, you know, Daddy, you travel a lot, but that's not what bothers me. What bothers me is the way you act when you come home. You talk on the phone, you watch sports. You don't spend enough time with me. I felt bad. I said, I'm sorry, Daddy's going to do better. I said, I'm going to keep track of how many days I can spend four hours with my family. 1991, 92 days. 1992, 110. 1993, 131. 1994, 135. Now it's January 1, 1995, and they're both teenagers. I'm proud. I said, kids, look, 135 days, four hours with Daddy. What goal this year? How about 150? They both go, no, no, Daddy, no. You have overachieved. My son said, let's go for 50 this year. <laughs> and another one, another good one is, how can I be a better son or daughter? We called the Kaiser Permanente Company. Kaiser Permanente, a real large hospital firm. And a woman raised her hand and she said, you know, this business of asking people, how can I do it better? How can I be a better? Teach people to do that with their parents. She said, you know, I asked my daughter, as you said, how can I be a better mother? And we had such a nice talk. Then she said, my daughter asked me, how can I be a better daughter? I thought, well, that was so nice, I should call my mother. She said, I call my mother and ask her, what can I do to be a better daughter? And she said, you know, Daddy's, Daddy just died, and I live alone in the country, and every day I take a long walk up the road and go to the mailbox, and almost every day there's nothing in the mailbox. And every day that makes me so lonely. She said, as your mother, it means so much to me if you just send me a little picture or card every day. So when I walk the mailbox, I'd find something in the mailbox. So she started sending her mother little pictures and cards every day. And what that cost her? Nothing. What it mean to her mother? Everything. Mm. She, she sent me an email a few years later and said, my mother just died. Last thing her mother told her was, thank you for doing that. Well, you know, if your parents are alive, ask them, how can I be a better son or daughter? For three reasons. One, it's good for them. Even if they say you don't have anything to improve, they're going to be proud because you cared enough to ask. Number two, good for you. Mm. What's the number one regret kids have when mom and dad died? That is, uh, you know, why didn't I thank them for all the nice things they did to help me? Why was I always judging them? And then number three, if you have little children, it's good for your children. Why? You know the old people you're calling up on the phone? Guess what? You're going to be the old people. One day. That's you, right. One day. Do you want that kid to call you on the phone? Well, your little child's not going to listen to what you say. Your little child's going to watch what you do. So anyway, get in the habit of asking that question. What I always ask people is, who do you need to ask that question to? Everyone on this call, who do you need to ask that question? How can I be a better to? And whoever that is for you, just go do that. Wow. That is, actually, that's, that's a powerful question and 
it's a powerful story that you shared because I actually had a situation with one of my relatives recently who I had to share with them the impact of, of doing the little things that make the big difference. And I said, part of this is generational. They, they were much younger. And I said, you know, I spoke at a funeral one time with a very popular radio show host. His mother died. He asked me to, to speak at the funeral. And I met with him and his brother before the funeral. And they were amazed that their mother had kept all the little birthday cards they had given her over the years. And all yep. the little Mother's Day cards, even the handmade ones, the ones when they were struggling with their business or they were in college and didn't have any money, the little ideas they came up, and she kept them all, and they found them tucked away. And I said to my family member, those are the things people will remember in the long run. It really is the little things. The little things make the big difference. Wow, I love that. In fact, make me think about... The fact that the little things are a result of your commitment, your commitment to make a difference, your commitment to your family, your friends, your life, your business. It's about commitment. I love this little quote from my book, uh, Setback Setup for Comeback. In life, you are either just interested in a relationship or committed to a relationship. You are either just interested in completing your studies or committed to completing your studies. You're either just interested in improving your health, income, or lifestyle, or you're committed. You're either just interested in reducing the stress and mess in your life, or you're committed to it. And it's important to know the difference, because once you make up your mind, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Mm. And that's what I want you to do, folks. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Make a difference and do the little things well and be committed. Wow. We're going to take a quick break for station identification. You're listening to the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way show with my special guest, Marshall Goldsmith. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I got an email from a gentleman in Australia who shared how he had been struggling in his business, and he bought some of my books and audios, and how it had a profound impact on his business, and he went from worst to first in his company. I shared with him how much I appreciated his Note, but I told him those books, those audios, those videos were not just something that I just thought up one day and started to write. They were born out of my experiences, out of the challenges of overcoming the problems and the difficulties and how I was able to do it. And I shared with him that others have sent similar messages and that these resources work. I want to encourage you and invite you to go to my store. Go to wjspeaks.com slash shop. wjspeaks.com slash shop. Get some of the books. It only takes a minute to change your life or a setback is a setup for a comeback or turn setbacks into greenbacks or chicken soup for the soul or an attitude of excellence or the book I wrote with my wife after 34 years of being married and not having an argument in over 30 years. We wrote a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last and now it is saving marriages all over the globe. Go to the store, get some of the audios, the videos, the books, the resources to help you have greater 
personal, and professional success. This is Dr. Willa Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. I'm so glad everybody's here. And if you're uh, new, we want to welcome you. And if you're one of our seasoned the, the people who are part of our community, thank you for making this so popular because you're the one who tells your friends and family members to join, to, to, to tune in, to download, to get a part of my community. I want everybody, Lottie, Dottie, everybody to be part of it. We want to inspire people globally and millions. Millions and millions of people. So this is my honor to be the host of this show. My special guest today is Dr. Marshall Goldsmith, the number one coach, leadership coach in America. And I'm grateful. Now, Marshall, we've talked about a lot of things, but before we get into the main topic of what I really want to talk about, which is knowledge philanthropy, I want to make sure people know how to reach you, how to connect with you, how to get your books, how to make sure they get into your world. Tell them, please. Uh, go to www.mynamemarshallgoldsmith.com, and Marshall has two L's, or you can always send me an email, Marshall, M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L, at marshallgoldsmith.com. I'm very easy to reach. He is, and he is a to just a joy to work with and a joy to be uh able to to have as my guest. Okay, now you are doing something big. This this is really big. Over the last uh few shows, we've actually been talking about philanthropic concepts. We've had some great people who are moved by philanthropy. And for those who don't know what philanthropy means, it means friend of man or woman or mankind. So you've got a new concept and it is just intriguing. It's so exciting. It's called knowledge philanthropy. Please tell us about that and what that means and what that's going to do. Well, I'm going to give you a little history first. Okay. In the history, I went to a program called Design the Life You Love, put on by my good friend Aisha Brussel, one of the world's top designers. And she said, who are your heroes? And by the way, this is a great exercise for everyone listening to us right now. Who are your heroes? So I wrote down the names of my heroes, and they were kind and generous people who were great teachers to me. One of them was Alan Mulally, that person you mentioned, just a hero to me. And she said, you should be more like your heroes. So I decided to give away everything I know to 15 people for free. And the only price is, when they get old, they have to do it for somebody else. Pay it forward. I made a little selfie video and put it on LinkedIn, very primitive video. I thought 100 people might apply, and I'd adopt 15, and that'd be good. I was wrong. I was wrong. Over 18,000 people applied. Wow. Now, I've ended up adopting um, honorary kids. I have about 280 now. (laughs) And the program is called 100 Coaches, and it's just been amazing. Everybody tries to help everybody else. It's really positive. And then I had another idea, just give away all my intellectual property. So this knowledge philanthropy is just take all the knowledge you have and give it away and you know, like a franchise, you have this knowledge, and then you say, well, you can buy this from me, and you do it exactly as I say, and you have to pay me money or I'm going to sue you. I come up with a new scheme. I've got this knowledge, and I just give it to everybody, and I say, do whatever you want to with it. Change it around, put your name on it, do whatever you want, and it's all free. And if you want to help, you want to pay me, donate some money to my charity, and if not, I don't care. It's all free. And it's just been an amazing project. So many people have been positive and upbeat. And, you know, Mark Thompson, he's one of the people that's helping me with this. And, you know, it's been really a pleasure. 
Wow. And being able to just uh, have all my honorary family here and just people giving back and helping others. And tell me, what, what do they give in this uh, knowledge philanthropy? I mean, they just give uh, ideas? Well, I'm going to get personal now. All right. Are you ready? Yes. You didn't know I was going to be asking you about this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I bet a bunch of people would love to have you adopt them. Wow. Wow. And you be their mentor. And you say, look, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here. Here's what I've done. Here's my career. And I'm going to teach you everything I know for free. And the only price is there is a price. When you get old, I want you to be doing the same thing. Yes. Yes. I, I think people would love that. Well, you know, I, I actually know do some of that. I have never ever put it into a organized or systemized uh, or, 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 or a called process i get people who call all the time and say i want to be a speaker i want to be an author and and i'll say here's what i recommend you do and my staff used to get a little peeved with me because they say you you're just giving away your time and i say you know what someone gave it to me when i was a newbie nobody knew who i was and and a les brown took time with me and a zig ziglar took time with me and a w mitchell took time with me and, and and inspired me and gave it to me free and then i think it's the best i can do is bless somebody else and let them go so i've now i've got mentees and some of them one of them is my we call him my son and his name is delatoral mcneil the second delatoral uh was a a young student I met at University of South Florida when I was speaking in Tampa and he said, I want to do what you do. And I said, okay, well, here's, and here's the first thing I recommend you do. And he did it. And I said, now do this. And he did it. And, uh, and here's the thing I always talk about him. Many people will ask me for advice. I'll tell them, here's what you should do. Do this and it'll be on your first stop. And I said, when you do that, call me back. And Shit. And then they'll they they'll call me back and I say, Did you do what I said do? They said, Nah, I I want and I say you want me to give it to you. I'm not going to give it to you. I'm not going to make this what, uh, you know, is just a uh, uh, easy process because it's the growing through this that that not just going through this, the growing through this that makes you what you can be. I said, now, Delatoro is one of the ones who I say, jump. He'll say, ha ha. And then he'll come back and say, I did it. I say, OK, now let's go to the next. One. It's almost like grasshopper. <laughs> grasshopper exactly right. so That's you're right. you're absolutely right marshall and i love this be more like my heroes and learn from them i i read uh and i'm sure you do as well uh read constantly the best and the brightest thinkers in their books including yours and i always say that when you read a book what you're doing is a, a brain transfer you're taking their knowledge from a year, two years, whatever amount of time it took them to write that book. And you're putting it in your head in a week or two weeks. And so uh, that is a powerful way to continue to get this knowledge. Now, in this knowledge philanthropy, you give away knowledge and you give it away to your sons and daughters and these these people in your network. And then or, you- I, this is for everybody in the world. Wow. Anybody wants, anybody wants this can use it. And, you know, if you need permission, send me a note. But on my website, I've got 300 articles. And what I'm doing is very unusual. Say, you don't have to use what's there. You read what. Uh, let me give you an example. There's yes. a woman in my group called Nonconde. She's in Africa. She lives in Zambia. And she wanted to teach, you know, high potential leaders from across Africa. But she said, well, I need to change this around and that around. And how can I use your material? You know what I said? Use it any way you want. Mm. Change it around any way you want. Put your name on it. It's okay. 
I'm happy to help you. If you want me to be a supportive person, I'm happy to support you. You're not, and you know, the other thing I've done is incredible. I should share this with people. Are you ready? Yes. I've come across the world's best security system. I've got the best intellectual property security system in the whole world. You know what? It is impossible to steal one thing I've come up with. <laughs> you can't steal it. You know why? Because you gave it away. You can't steal what people give you. Wow. That is awesome. So where can people learn more about it, get involved with it? Uh, just well, go to your website. Send me an email, me an email marshall at marshallgoldsmith.com. Happy to just tell people about it. And then what they can do, though, is like one person, Don Condi's doing this for people in Africa. Another one's doing it for young people in Spain. Another's doing it for young women in America, where they take my material, which I've got a ton of material. They just take it, though, and rewrite it for that audience. And they don't have to worry about copyright or getting sued or all that nonsense. They just do whatever they want, and I just bless them and say, you know, go ahead and you know, it's great for them and it's great for me. I did a book called How Women Rise with Sally Huggison. And, you know, she's the first author. I'm the second author. I was very supportive of her. She built on what I've done. Yet it's I'm not an expert on women's issues. She is. Right. So she led the path on that. It, it made me feel good, though. The book has been hugely successful. How Women Rise made me feel good. She's the lead author. She's done all kinds of speaking about it around the world. It's just been a win-win. Wow. Wow. Yeah, now, what, what really inspired this project? What, what, made me, what made you say, this is what I want to do? You know, I thought about the people that helped me. Mm. Peter, Peter Drucker never charged me any money. And, uh, you know, Peter Drucker never charged me any money. Or Alan Mulally never, you know, he never charged me money. And right. Frances Hesselbein is just a great woman, never charged me any money, and they were so generous and kind to me. I thought, you know, I want to be, I want to treat others the way they treated me. Yes, that's basically the same thing what I was just saying about uh, Delatoro and how Les Brown poured into me. And it was my, my job to pour into a Les Brown. It was my job to pour into a Simon Bailey and, and a Walter Bond, who are now... Um, all Hall of Fame, uh, two of the three are Hall of Fame speakers, and one is a certified speaking professional, and I'm so proud of them. Okay, now the next question is... Now, wait, I got another question. Sure. Speaking of heroes, now you're, you're a Christian, is that correct? That's correct. Well, I got a question. Okay. Did Jesus, did Jesus ever say, you know, Willie, here's exactly how you have to use my material, and I'm going to sue you if you don't use it in the way I said? I don't <laughs> think so. No, he did not. In fact, did he, he told me... Did he ever ask you for commissions? Nope. On no, he gave it all away. And gave it away, and and, and asked me to give it to others, to pass it on, and pass and pass on not just the information, but the but the the action that goes with it. I love the scripture about who is your neighbor, and there's no qualification there. They they whoever is your neighbor, you treat them like yourself you you treat your neighbor well and uh, that is something i think we sometimes uh, we see people of faith sometimes forget that you got to treat everybody well you got to be kind to everybody even if you don't agree with them even if they're not the same uh religion i, I love this uh 
piece I saw recently. Uh, who is your neighbor? Your neighbor, he says, love your neighbor. And that means they might not vote like you. They might not look like you. They might not act like you. They might not dress like you, but they still your neighbor. And so uh, that's what he told us to do. And you, you pass it on. And I love that. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Now, is there a way others uh, that want to give away their materials can build off this model you're creating? Yeah, I think there certainly is. I think you've already started it. Yes. And you didn't call it that. I think it's a good idea to call it that. Yes. Why? It makes it, how, how would you feel if somebody, you know, somebody you looked up to calls you and said, look, you know, I'm, I'm just going to pick a few people and I'm going to give everything I know to these people and help them any way I can. And all I want you to do is do good to others. Well, you've done this before. How do you think it made them feel? It made them feel good. And then say to them, hey, all I want you to do is the same thing. Right, right. All I want you to do is the same thing and, you know, pay it forward to other people. I think it's great. Let me give you another thing that everybody can do right now. Sure. We, we mentioned that heroes exercise. I, mean, I want you to participate too. Who's one person in your life who is alive right now, not a person who's passed, but a person who's alive, who you think this person is kind of a hero to me. Who would that be? Um, I was, one name. One le- Les Brown. Les Brown. Hold that thought, hold that thought, hold that thought. we got to take a quick break. I will come back with it right there, and we're going to talk about this. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. My special guest, Marshall, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith. We'll be right back, and for sure, your best is yet to come. Friendship is not about being convenient. It's about being committed and consistent. Need me? Call me. You can call on me. Call me. You can call on me. Pick up the phone. You can call and call me. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech. And I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. 
He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. My special guest is Dr. Marshall Goldsmith. He was asking a powerful question. Who is somebody who I believe was a hero? Well, my good buddy, Les Brown, is a hero, even though he's like a family member. But I have such great respect for him because of how he has given. You know, he goes back to, oh, you know, I I didn't realize why I'm so highly respectful. He has given to me with no expectation of anything in return. And you know what I want you to do after this call? Yes. You're going to call him or you're going to send a note and you're going to say, you know what? I just went to this uh, session with this guy, Marshall, and he asked me to pick one person in my whole life who really stood out as a hero to me, who's helped me so much, and to call that person and say thank you. And I just want to say right now, thank you. Amen. You're, the, you're that person. Amen. Now, how would you feel? I want everybody listening to do the same thing. Pick one person who's a hero to you, and as soon as this call's over, as soon as this podcast is over, call them up and say, you know what? I was asked to pick one person in my whole life who's a hero. You're it. I just want to say thank you so much. Now, how would you feel if somebody made that call for you? Feel pretty good? Yes, indeed. Doesn't hurt anything. That's right. And, 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 and you know what? That is one of those points that goes back to what you talked about earlier. Uh, the story of the little things that make the big difference. And it's those little things that can change your life. I, I often tell the story, and I'll share it quickly because I want to get one more, a couple more questions before we get out of this interview. But I was speaking in Japan for the U.S. Marines, and I was at the security desk, and they were putting all my uh, group through the security protocol to check, and they would put your passport through the scanner and then you wait a few minutes a few seconds and they say okay you can go through and each person was going through and then in my my time and then they said hold on the phone rang and they said hold on and i said why why i gotta hold on and then they said we need you to step aside i said what did i do what's wrong and they said we'll need you to go to the back i said what Uh, what did i do i'm i'm now flustered and two security guards come out and take me to the back and i'm all, all all almost falling to pieces only to get back there to find that they took me to the commander's office and he said, I saw your passport come through the screen and it said, William Jolly, Washington, D.C. And I wondered, are you Willie Jolly, the motivational speaker from Washington, D.C.? I said, yes, but that's not on my passport. He said, yes. He said, are you the same Willie Jolly who came to Archbishop Carroll High School in 1993 and spoke for the students? I said, yes. He said, I was in that class. I was an 11th grader. I was messing up. I was in a gang. I had a single mom. 
And that day, your message changed my life. And I'm now the commander of this base because I changed my life, went on to West Point and got a commandership. And I always wondered if I'd ever get to thank you. And he said, I want to thank you now. But then he really blew my mind, Marshall. He went in his wallet and pulled out a little laminated card with the notes he had taken that day and Mm. said, I keep it in my wallet. Thank you. Wow. And that's one of those moments where you know what you're doing has had an impact and you didn't do it for that impact, but you're so grateful later on for that impact. Mm. So There's no amount of money can buy that. No amount of money in the world could have. It was priceless. I, 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 every time I tell that story, I think about that feeling that moment. I was in tears. I was, I, was, I was so moved by him. And so what you're saying is so powerful. So I want everybody to do that exercise. Take a moment. Today, when you're finished listening, think of one hero, some person who has blessed you, has encouraged you, has inspired you, has changed your life. And take a moment. Take one moment. And call them and thank them. Woo, that's fa- man, that's powerful, Marshall Goldsmith. Woo, I love that. You got me fired up now, Marshall. <laughs> well, uh, so, so, Marshall, uh, as we come to the last part of the interview, uh, again, people, you can go to marshallgoldsmith.com and you can get his resources. You can get access to the things. Can they get the free uh, resources at the website, Marshall? Of course, all free. All free. Poof. Hundreds of videos, articles, everything. Wow. Wow. Now, you know, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm curious because we are in the entrepreneurial world. We're in a capitalist society. And even philanthropic activities are, are things that often are funded somewhere or the, the information is or the money is generated somehow. Well, What's the long-term play here? What What is it that, are you, is this your legacy project? Is this the thing that says, you know, a hundred years from now, I want my kids and my grandkids to know that that I was willing to do something different. What, what's the... That, that's it. I'm 71. Wow. Wow. I'm 71 years old, and you know, what am I saving it up for? Wow. Uh, speaking of that, um, we are both in another group. Not only are we friends with Alan Malali, and not only are we uh, both in the speaking business and have lots of travel usually, um, but we also are working with a guy named Patrick who uh, is done your documentary film, and now he's working on mine. And, oh, it's wonderful. And so uh, tell people a little bit about your documentary feel, film and, and what they did. It's fabulous. It's a fabulous yeah, film. Yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, I love it. It's a film of my life. It's a documentary. Yeah, and, you know, Patrick made the film of my life. It's called The Earned Life. Send me an email, marshall at marshallgoldsmith.com. I'll put you in touch with Patrick. I'm sure he can be able to set it up so you could probably see it. It's and fabulous. It's very, very good. I, think, I can't wait to see the one about your life. I think it'll be fantastic. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, in the last couple minutes we got, why don't you give people any closing thoughts on what they can do to make the most of their life? And as you say, um, Life is good. To live a life where they can say life is good. Any philanthropic or any last thoughts? Final thought. Take a deep breath. Imagine you're 95 years old and you're just getting ready to die and you're on that deathbed. Right before you take the last breath, you're given a beautiful gift. The ability to go back in time and talk to the person that's listening to me right now and 
help that person have a great life. What advice would that wise old person who knows what mattered in life and what didn't, what was important and what wasn't, have for the you that's listening to me right now? Well, whatever you're thinking, do that. In terms of performance appraisal, that's the only one that's going to matter. That old person says you did the right thing you did. That old person says you made a mistake you did. Some friends of mine interviewed old folks who are dying and asked this question, what advice would you have? On the personal side, three themes. Theme number one, three words, be happy now. Not next week, not next month, not next year. And Willie, I've got to give you about an A plus on that one. Amen. Number two, number two is friends and family. Don't get so wrapped up climbing the corporate ladder you forget the people you love. And too many people do that. And number three, if you have a dream, go for it. Because you don't go for it when you're 35, you may not when you're 85. And it doesn't have to be a big dream, but whatever it is, just try to do it. And then business advice isn't much different. Life is short. Have fun. Do whatever you can do to help people. And the blessing that we have in our lives is we're trying to help people. And, and the main reason to do it has nothing to do with money or status or getting ahead. The main reason to do it is a 95-year-old you is going to be proud of you because you did and disappointed if you don't. And, you know, that movie you saw, a bunch of people were asked, give me one word to describe me, and that word they used was generous. That's good for me. Wow. I like that word. Generous uh, is a good word. A good word. A good word. And then they finally... And the final advice is just, you know, go for it. You know, old people, we almost never regret the risk we take and fail. We all regret the risk we fail to take. And finally, as I've grown older, my level of aspiration has actually gone down and down and down. My level of impact's gone up and up and up. Why? I quit worrying with what I'm not going to change. Mm. I just focus on what I can change. And my goal in this for everybody listening is pretty simple. I want to help you or the people around you have just a little better life. And if any of you listening to me have just a little better life based on this, it's a good use of both of our time. Wow. What a great, great message. It just is, just, it's a great message. I cannot thank you enough. You have filled my spirit with uh, love and, and joy, and you have filled my mind with ideas. And I cannot thank you, Marshall Goldsmith. You are a gentleman and a scholar. And I appreciate you, and I'm grateful for you. And I want to thank you for being on my show today and for sharing so uh, willingly and so openly with my audience. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much for all you're doing for the world. God bless you. Well, folks, you hear another great one, another great show with another great person, not just somebody who has done something great, but a great person who just is here to make a difference. And that's what we want to encourage you to do. Make a difference wherever you can with whatever you can and be the best you can be wherever you are and make a difference and be kind to people, be loving to people and be open and be generous. I love that last thing. Be generous. In, in terms of doing it now, this little song comes to my mind. Yes. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Let's move before they raise the parking rate. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> Thank you, Marshall Goldsmith. I love you, man. Love you. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. I leave with you. Uh, if you have not been to winwithwilly.com, go to winwithwilly.com, a new site. We got some free resources there for you. Just go get them. Sign up for my newsletter. Get the one-minute messages sent to you absolutely free. And be all you can. Do all you can. And remember, for sure, your best is still yet to come. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. God bless you.
Enjoyed this podcast episode, and I hope you got something of great value. And I hope that you were inspired, you were motivated, you were empowered, and you were encouraged to live your best life. I hope this information and this inspiration will help you to do more, be more, and to achieve more. That's the goal why I started this program, and I hope it helped you. In a mighty way. Now, I ask you to make sure and that you take full advantage of all the resources that came through this program. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of the free resources that we have there for you. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com slash shop to get some of the books that we have created, that we've labored over to make sure that they will deliver a powerful message to you. I hope you go to willyjolly.com slash billionaire, willyjolly.com slash billionaire, or wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get the box that it will inspire your whole family or get the bag of books. Make this a great day, a great week, a great month. And remember, it is true that you are blessed and all things are possible for them that believe. So make the most of the belief that you have now in your future. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.